0: Alright, welcome back to the Stick'Em Up podcast. Brundy, how are you doing?
1: Doing quite well today. Uh, got the day off work and just relaxing, so I'm enjoying it right now. How are you doing?
0: Pretty good. It is a beautiful day out here. You know, we, uh, we got... It's a, it's a bit of a slow hockey news, news day, but there's, there's some stuff.
1: Yeah, as, I literally, as you say that... I,
0: was gonna, I, was say, I got that look on your face.
1: Just hold on, okay. So... Literally, I just got a notification for this right now. So the Nashville Predators have traded Ryan Johansson at 50% retained, so he's got two more years.
0: At
1: 50%? 50% retained to the Colorado Avalanche.
0: Oh, God.
1: For the UFA rights for Alex Galchenyuk.
0: That's it?
1: That's the trade. Am I missing something? I think more than anything, looking at it, it's just a uh, a cap dump for for Nashville. Like that, they're clearly kind of going towards a retool phase, and so you know Brian Johansson, not the same player he has been. No, but so, he's still
0: he's still good, right? Like, yeah, at the very least serviceable. Like you can have money. Surely they could have traded him to a, another team for. A second round pick, at least,
1: right? Most likely, yeah. Fifty
0: percent retained too. That's
1: Well, and I th- I think for them to trade him to begin with, it was gonna have to be a fifty percent retained. Yeah. Because I don't think any team would want to pay him more. Th- really more than four million dollars, um, yeah. based on his play lately. So
0: yeah, and
1: it's a good pickup for uh, for Colorado. Oh. That's Absolutely. a that's a huge.
0: That's freaking stellar for them. They didn't give up anything. I mean, yeah. Chenyuk, but...
1: he was he was in the AHL. He they weren't even going to re-sign him.
0: Half the teams in the league have given up Galchenyuk at some point.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, so that that's
0: trade by the ABS.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a start there. I
0: yeah. Wow. Like I, you could definitely get something for him. You know, like I get it's yeah. a cap dump, but you could also recoup some sort of asset for
1: him. Yeah, I gotta feel like in, in some way, there was... they could have gotten more. Maybe they almost were just kind of panicking and took, like, kind of the first offer. or maybe that there was. Um, I mean, I think this is gonna work out really good for Colorado, though. Adding Brian Johansson yeah. in with the group that they got, if he can come back to even even close to what he was a couple years ago, that's... yeah, That just makes the avalanche that much more dangerous
0: that's wild how how recent is that like that must have just broke like
1: literally we were just talking and it popped like it's still two minutes ago on
0: yeah wow on here all right so maybe you know what maybe it's just early in the days uh the days picking up then
1: yeah yeah, maybe that's the first of of many moves to drop today We'll, we'll wait and see on that
0: yeah so, on today's show, we're going to be talking mainly about the draft, but uh, we, can, we can bring up a couple other things that have happened around the league briefly here. Uh, the New Jersey Devils signed Eric Holla to a 3-year, 3.15 mil per year extension.
1: Good for him, honestly. He's kind of one of those guys, like, I remember when he was with Vegas um, their first year, I thought he was a great fit on the team, and then they kind of... Yeah, I, like I thought, he looked really good, and then they kind of just shipped him off out of there. He was he was done pretty quick there, and then he kind of just bounced around um, from team to team for a bit. So it's nice to see him, and he really liked it in New Jersey.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, by the sounds. But after getting traded there from Boston, and so I mean, good for him that he's he's found a home, and he's not going to continue to kind of bounce from team to team like yeah. he has been.
0: Yeah, that's, uh that seems like a pretty good deal for. For the
1: team and well and I, I think he, he's a great locker room guy from what everyone says and he what he just put up like 40 points last season or something yeah so
0: just barely over three mil that's, that's pretty solid
1: that's a really good deal there for the devils and especially a team that's gonna have to utilize every ounce of cap space they have going into the future with yeah. a lot of contracts you still have to give out yeah
0: all right. Uh, the Calgary Flames have hired Mark Savard and Dan Lambert, both as assistant coaches. Mark Savard is a really interesting name. And
1: Mark Savard's a big one. Um, who's the other guy again?
0: Dan Lambert.
1: So I don't, f- I, I was reading, I was just kind of reading on it because like, I was just seeing the news about it. And it sounds like Lambert, a lot of people, or, or not necessarily Flames fans, but outside. Like just hockey fans in general aren't a huge fan of him. I guess he kind of runs. From what I remember, I think he kind of ran the power play and whatnot for Nashville. I think, mm. or something like that. And it sounds like people weren't very happy I mean, with him. But
0: I mean, Nashville's <clears> never exactly <throat> been known for a stellar power play, so that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, one's well, yeah well, Shea Weber days maybe, but, but especially not last year. To
0: do with Weber then, power yeah. play coach, if I had to guess. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know what flames bringing in all fresh blood seeing how it goes yeah so you know they gotta you gotta try and move in a different direction especially with all the people coming out recently of
1: oh definitely for sure
0: yeah all the all the players coming out saying that they didn't uh didn't want to resign that's that's brutal for the flames
1: yeah it's it's not ideal and it, it's it's a process maybe we'll dive into a little bit more kind of after the draft. Because I think, you know, or even we could maybe t- touch on it a little bit here because maybe some moves could be happening at the draft here. Um, but i am not not fully sure yet on the specifics of it. It just kind of sounds like certain players aren't
0: wanting to wanting to end.
1: extend. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it so that opens up a lot of um, uncertainty for them going into the next couple couple weeks here,
0: yeah. it's it's good that at least they'll know if if it's true. That uh, they're knowing with all these players this early that they don't want extensions because then they have a whole year to figure out what to do with them and where to trade them and yeah. make stuff happen. You know, it's better than figuring out in March that all these guys don't want to come
1: back. Exactly, and and now you're in a spot where, and it's one of the first things uh, Conroy talked about when he joined um, the Flames, like or, or I guess became the the GM um you talked about the johnny goudreau situation and how they had him and then he he said he would have handled it differently and would have just lost goudreau for nothing in the end like they did and so now when you're sitting with guys like Toffoli, Backlund, backland and then lindholm and he's he said he's not going to make that same mistake so are we really going to see like a just a complete blow up of the flames kind of core and just see all four four of those guys get moved and then? you know if you're moving those guys to teams other teams aren't going to be giving you back really kind of impact players because they're going to want to be adding to their their core there and improving their team not necessarily like it's going to be giving up kind of picks and prospects and so it's almost like if the flames can't find a way to you know convince these guys to stick around and resign they're going to have to kind of go towards not necessarily a rebuild but like kind of a a retool, a retool. Of, of maybe, like, two years or so.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a weird situation. And I'm interested in what he meant by saying that he would have handled the Goudreau situation differently. Because I know it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy to criticize the Goudreau situation, but he put up every everyone, all three of the guys on that line that year, put up 40 goals. He had, what, like, almost 115 points or something that year? Yeah. Like, the Flames looked like they were poised to go... Really deep in the playoffs, like, yeah. even if you know you're losing them for nothing, it would have been kind of stupid to trade them at the deadline, and like obviously, you get assets back, but you know, what if you do bad in the playoffs that year and then you're looking back, going, we might have won the cup if we kept Johnny around, you don't, you don't know,
1: yeah, well, and that's a thing, right, and then you even think, you know it's tough because it, I guess it really depends on if there were teams that would have wanted that extra year to make it eight years um but even if they knew he wasn't gonna stick around and it sounds like it again it, what what's said is it was kind of a last minute decision like there wasn't really anything finalized or decided upon until like kind of the very end and but you know you think e- even if they could have the flames could have done a signing trade with him or something yeah you know they get him signed to that eight-year extension then trade him somewhere but the only issue, again, is very similar to, um, it kind of just goes back by why the Islanders couldn't really do much with Tavares. Right. And moving in because of how good he was at the time. And then, you know, they thought he was going to stay. But then it's like, wherever that player wants to go, like Goudreau and wanting and go to Columbus, he's not going to, you know, be like, yeah, I'll do a signing trade and go to Columbus. And then I go there, but they're losing so many assets back to get me type of thing. Yeah,
0: you don't you don't want to go to a team and make them give up a ton of their future when your whole plan is to go be a part of their future
1: yeah so you could easily just go there on your own and just sign with them to begin with yeah it's, and so it's a tough position for the Flames I don't really know how they're gonna um how they're really gonna handle it. you know I think they've gotta be able to try to convince at least I mean it sounds like Hannafin's for sure done Right, um, I think Tofoli's pretty much done. I think you could maybe get Lindholm and Backlund to stay. I think so. Even if you could get huge. those two, Lindholm would be huge for the right price. Yeah, for the right price. Like there's been reports of getting up there to the nine and a half million range, and that's. That, Lindholm, that, Lindholm's
0: that. a really good player, but that's pretty
1: steep. <laughs> yeah, nine and probably. a half is is a steep amount, but, yeah. but I mean, if they feel like it's they, it's what they have to do. But I mean, I mean, it's
0: starting to look like Calgary might just be one of those teams, mm-hmm. one of those cities that you have to pay that premium to get people to stay. Like,
1: yeah, you
0: know, there's a couple of places like Calgary, like Winnipeg, that you just have to shell out a bit of extra cash to get people to stick around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess that's something we'll, we'll keep an eye on over, you know, kind of the, the next week and a half or so, um, going up to the draft and then even up to the start of free agency here.
0: Right. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Patty Marlowe getting signed with the Sharks?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Um, I mean, I mean, not, not a whole lot to say. Like, as a Sharks fan, I'm obviously very happy um, that they were able to find – some it, a, a room for Marlow um, within the organization, some capacity beyond his playing career. Um, yeah, I mean, what was it? He was named head of like player development coaching um, uh,
0: a de- he's the development coach
1: development coach and I mean, I think that's a great. you know we even kind of talked about it um, when it was, it was news was broken that he uh, was going to be you know, coming back to San Jose and joining them, we didn't know what he was going to be doing. And I was saying, I was hoping that it would be something along the lines of uh, their development coach, because, you know, you're a rebuilding team. You've got lots of young prospects coming. You're adding a couple more in this year's draft. And, you know, he's played the most games all time in the NHL, all-time leader in games played. So who better to show these kids how to be a professional and take care of themselves, be healthy. and Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great signing. It's also got to be rather assuring for some of these young guys as well, that this guy's played what, 23, 24 years of professional hockey. He's played on how many teams? Like not a lot, but like he played on the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. He played, did he play in a couple other places as well?
1: Marlow? Yeah. Uh, Um, I know everybody people are gonna say Carolina, but no. Um, Pittsburgh as well. He went to Pittsburgh for like it was like uh, it was like sixteen games or something. Yeah.
0: But he went he like the Penguins, the Leafs, those are some pretty prestigious franchises in the NHL. Yep. And he went back to San Jose. That's gotta be some sort of indictment of you know, they gotta they got a good organization going there. They got a good thing going on. Like, that's got to me a bit, at least.
1: Well, and, and, you know, I think it's something I think will come out once, um, you know, Joe Thornton officially retires. Because he's, right. he was, you know, kind of with the team a lot last year. And so I think they're going to find, obviously, a role for him within the org- organization once he retires. But, yeah, you, you know, you kind of brought up a, a, just a great point there is you know, even Thornton you can bring into this equation, but you see a lot of times um, Canadian players on American teams you know, kind of once they're they're done, they kind of want to go back home kind of where they grew up, closer to family and then, you know, they occasionally visit back to um, the team in the city that, that they played with for however long. When you're getting these Canadian guys, um, you know, I'm assuming Thornton is still in San Jose, but especially Marlo now, you know, to, for them to not want to Not necessarily they don't want to, but they're not, um, you know, just going back home and being closer to family and friends um, post-playing career. They're wanting to stay in that city with the team. So I I think you made a great point that that, that's such a, um, that's just got to be such a good feeling for those young players coming up. Uh, Having a guy like that who wants to be there and wants to help these kids reach the next level um, of their game.
0: Absolutely. All right, do we want to move on to the draft?
1: Yeah, I mean coming up what yeah, we got it's coming up within less than a week away. Great. So the, the big big draft of this year.
0: Yeah. Jeez, it's a, it's a good looking draft. I, I like
1: who who goes first overall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got uh we got Bob McKenzie of TSN. We got his top 32 rank here I don't know if we'll get through the entire first round
1: but uh, I'm probably um, maybe top 10
0: top 10 you know if maybe. there's
1: any other kind of big big spots or, or players you recognize that you want to discuss um we can but, but yeah I mean I don't think we need to um
0: go through the whole do a
1: full, yeah but, we, uh, we, just start from one or like what are we thinking how, how, how do we yeah. want to do this what's your envision for this
0: yeah, I think pretty much just uh, read down the list and, you know, do you agree with their placement? Do you think it should be somebody else? What do you get some get some reactions on? Yeah. What do you think? Because Bob McKenzie's got a pretty good track record on these. And I mean, yeah, it also looks like, a, just at a quick glance here, it looks like a list that a lot of people have been saying it'll be about this. Obviously, you could get some... You can get some wild picks in there sometimes, but people don't usually deviate too many.
1: Yeah. All,
0: all right. right. So obviously, first overall, Connor McConnor Bedard.
1: Connor McBedard.
0: Connor McBedard. Yeah. Uh, you want to be good at hockey? Just have Connor in your name. Kyle Kyle Connor. In or all years, or years or just years
1: have, years have your last name one. Uh, start with an M.
0: Last oh. names start with an M. Yeah, well, McDavid, David McKinnon. McKinnon. Mac, okay. Yeah, it's it goes around. Uh number 2, Adam Fantilli.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's one's kind of a a, a a given, although I have seen reports over the last, you know, couple about the last week that apparently, you know, I mean we already kind of um briefly touched on it about um, you know, Montreal kind of looking to move up and but i've seen reports that anaheim might maybe um sounds like carlson they they're kind of kicking tires on and then even someone said they might even take a swing at Mechkov. um you know
0: if he fits, the, the if problem fits with Mechkov is
1: no teams have been able to meet with him yet and he wasn't at the um the combine or anything and so teams aren't going to get to meet him until they're in nashville for the draft
0: but he does have a ton of teams lined up to talk to at the draft, right?
1: Because I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say a ton.
0: It sounds like a lot of teams are... Like, he's booking as many teams as he possibly can yeah. to meet up and talk with. And you got to imagine, you know, anyone in the top ten of the draft probably is at least interviewing him. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, 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 um, I can't remember who it was, but I was reading it, and they were talking about a player who kind of talk to their way into a spot where they would go in the draft. And so it's like, you know, and, and there's people wonder, is Michkov, like, there, there's no doubt how good of a player he is, but there, it's almost like people are wondering if he's purposely kind of doing what he's doing right now to kind of get himself to a certain team.
0: Right. Do you, do you think he's doing that? What team, if that is the case, what team do you think he'd be trying to get at?
1: I don't think there's necessarily one that, you know, I think stands out more than the rest. Um, I think probably the most interesting one would be Washington at, at eight. Uh, that, I mean, that would make a lot of sense, you know.
0: I got to imagine Ovechkin is uh, pretty high up on his favorite player list.
1: Well, and if you, and if you were exactly, to right? And then that that would be just so typical for Washington, you know, one... Uh, you know, franchise Russian beast of a player. You know, leaves in Ovechkin at one point, and then Mishkov comes in, and um, and then
0: Mishkov but, will be the captain by the time Ovechkin's kid is eligible to be drafted.
1: Just a cycle,
0: but, but be, I I I
1: think Fantilli goes too. Yeah, I don't think it should be any question for that.
0: That would be that would be nuts if Carlson went second. Then you've got. When was the last time a guy the skill of Fantilli and Michkov were both available? Three and four. Yeah. That, that would be absolutely bananas. Well,
1: and, and even Will Smith is, is in there. And he's, you know, really turning some heads. Or, or at least did this year and now continuing to up towards the draft. So, you know, that top five is...
0: It looks really good.
1: Is, is juice to the max for sure.
0: But, yeah, so they do, uh, McKenzie does have Fantilli second and Carlson third. Carlson third, yeah. And then he has Will Smith fourth and Mishkov in fifth. That's, hmm. I, it, it makes sense. It, it sure. does. But uh, it, it man, definitely Mishkov does. is a good player to go fifth. That's.
1: Well, and I don't, he, he won't go in the five spot. You don't think so? There's no shot Montreal I'll take him. No? No, I I I do think honestly what I believe is still kind of the most likely. Um, then I think Montreal is really just gonna throw out an, an offer that San Jose can't refuse, and then San Jose is gonna go back to the five. Montreal moves up to four, and they can get um, Will Smith, who they really want, and then I think the Sharks probably take Miechkov. Because he just fits that timeline for the team perfectly. Yeah, he's
0: got to fit the San Jose timeline better than most teams picking in yeah. that area, other than, you know, maybe Chicago, but I mean, I don't think it's in question what Chicago's doing unless they have other draft capital or something to move up into the top five again.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's our top the top five. so okay, who's, who's he got going six? Sixth, he has Ryan Leonard. Ryan Leonard, Leonard, yeah. And the Coyotes are at six. But I would really, really, really like to see Ryan Leonard on the Flyers. Yeah? I think he'd be a great fit for that team.
0: Oh, so uh, does he have that typical Broad Street bully kind of play style?
1: Yeah, it's not even like he's a goon. He's just a just a workhorse like a go hard um no fear like he's got a motor that just doesn't quit and i mean he just he just just screams philadelphia flyer you know like and then and they're going through a tough position like right now um obviously trade rumors pretty much about everybody um and their dog's uncle on the team
0: absolutely um
1: even the coach. but Yeah, yeah like, Cutter go is the only one who's untouchable, and I think you bring Ryan Leonard and have that kind of be your, you know, one, but I don't, I don't think either are really centers, are they?
0: Uh, it I think does they're have both Ryan winning. Leonard listed as a center.
1: Okay, okay, so if he can play down the middle, then that's huge. I, I think that's a great fit for, for the Flyers.
0: Right, where are the, where are the Flyers picking?
1: Seven. Seven. So, so who does Bob McKenzie so have seventh that Six. maybe... The Coyotes take instead.
0: They have, uh, uh, hopefully I'll pronounce this right. Dalibor Dvorsky.
1: Mm-hmm. Out of
0: Hockey can Probably pronounce that one even worse.
1: Um. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's tough because, like, what is What is? What do the Coyotes do? Because, like, who's the first defenseman he's got? Like, don't even tell me who it is. Just where on the. Uh, like what number
0: uh number eight
1: really okay He's
0: he's got a defense so next one after that is 14
1: yeah and so it's like the coyotes it's i almost wonder if the coyotes trade back right because like you know if you're you're sitting at six overall you know you're gonna probably get a maybe a Michkov there maybe a ryan leonard um and the Coyotes don't really need another forward to add to their group. You know they've already got Keller. Um, Baird Hayden's really fucking improving. He's he's um, better. He's Logan good. Cooley, Dylan Gunther. I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, I probably am. But they got they got like, some they, really they got nothing on defense, out. and they just gave away uh, Chikrin. So you know they've got the 6th pick and the 12th. I almost wonder if they kind of move back from 6 maybe to 10, 11, maybe even 13 or 14 and you know,
0: try and pick up a try and pick up some extra defenseman.
1: assets and then you know you're still going to get a defenseman there instead of reaching necessarily kind of at 6 when you could probably get quite a package back for for that pick.
0: Yeah, getting the 6th or 7th best forward in a draft or get the best defenseman in the draft you know that might that might be a huge steal looking back on it not
1: only the best defense in the draft but you're adding some extra assets as well yeah. and moving back um to get them. so who's who do they have at eight then is it reinbacker yeah
0: david yeah. reinbacker
1: and and he's he's a good fit for the coyotes you know he's, he's again it's one of those things like um it, it, it's tough to explain because it sounds so stupid, but I can like envision Ryan Leonard in a Flyers jersey and Ryan Backer in a cowdy's jersey more than I could imagine Bedard in a Blackhawks jersey. And we already know that that one's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, he's always their most important person in that franchise. Yeah, other than the
1: owner. It's just like those players; you, they just they fit the mold of that team and fit what that team needs so well. Um. I mean, if the Coyotes stay at six, I, I see them taking Ryan Backer there. I think I think they just need to grab a defenseman, and to get the best one in the draft is is huge for them.
0: Yeah. Do you think uh, Do you think whoever gets drafted will even get to play in a Arizona Coyotes jersey, or do you think they're going to be playing in
1: no. Yeah, no, they Houston,
0: won't. in Salt Lake City. No. no, none of that.
1: No, and the problem is. Um, So what, what would you say would be kind of the two biggest um, markets for future NHL teams then? Because you kind of ripped off.
0: Yeah, it's... Houston is, is the big free space. Houston's got to be one of them. Uh, I think Salt Lake City Salt has, Lake has City. a
1: pretty good chance. Yeah. And so he, the thing is, is those are hot spots that are already making it well-known. It's, they're going to be an attractive NHL market. Yeah. They don't well, the NHL does not want to give those teams leftovers. You know, if they're going to get their own team, they want it to be an expansion team. Like a brand new, like, this is your team. We're not just giving you Sounds this bad. from, like, That's fair. what we couldn't make work in Arizona. Maybe it can work here. Um, and, and I just, you know, even after the, um, their new arena plan got voted down, the NHL still seems very confident that Yeah that that they're you know, not gonna be moved so I, I think the Cowdies will stick around. I think they just need to convince all these good young players, just trust the process. You know, come play one, one shitty year at Mullet Arena. But if we have a good team and do well and you know, overflow that stadium, they'll be just fine, I think.
0: Yeah, but they have well, to hopefully. they
1: have to try and be competitive they that's, can't that's keep the
0: biggest thing they
1: they can't keep trading for all these guys who are never going to play again yeah like, they've
0: been a non factor in the league for like 20 years
1: like uh, more like 10 they went on a pretty great run in, in 2012 in the playoffs
0: did they have like a great team like did they seem like a real threat i'm not going to pretend like they that. They, remember they went they went that. to
1: the western finals
0: well, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, like it was either them or, or the LA Kings. Uh, yeah, so the, literally, we could have had a um, who who who'd they have first? LA, the Devils first time they won the cup. Yes, yeah, so we could have yeah. had a New Jersey Devils Arizona Coyotes final almost. Yeah, that would have been. That's nice. as wild as this year having Vegas and Florida, like.
0: A lot of people seem surprised that Florida was here but like they won the President's Trophy just last year. Yeah exactly. They're they're a good squad. All
1: right who do they got uh ranked eight.
0: Uh well a- sorry eight a- was, a- was Ryan, was Ryan back. backer. Yeah. Nine they got Zach Benson. Yeah, ben.
1: So oh so he's uh Winnipeg Ice isn't he?
0: Um I can check that right here. Yes he is.
1: So they're um relocating again. I read the other day.
0: The Winnipeg Ice? Yeah. Jeez.
1: I can't remember where, 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 but I think it's somewhere down in, it's, it's down in the states, and I'm like, man, that fucking sucks. Like I remember going to the Ice Games, and then they went to Winnipeg, and I was like, you know, what? that's, that's still, still good, and that they're staying up in Canada and kind of keeping along with their theme, and now it's, they're, they're moving off again, so that, that's tough.
0: Um, yeah, yep, the Winnipeg Ice announced today. That the Ice franchise has been sold and relocated to Wenatchee, Washington? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wenatchee, never even heard of it.
1: Fucking stupid is what it is.
0: Probably not a lot of Americans heard of Winnipeg, but...
1: So, Zach Benson, um, I mean, Detroit's number nine. Do you like that fit? I don't know what Detroit fully needs. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit grades their pick for a win now player like i wouldn't be surprised if they move trade the the ninth overall like straight up for alex to it. or maybe like the mm-hmm. that ninth overall in I, I i don't know a bag of chips and a puck or something and and, and you get to brink on an eight-year deal yeah i could see that being something that detroit does
0: i i really think that they need to find that number one center I think I think but they got Larkin. I think Larkin's one of those guys that is a You
1: don't think Larkin has that dog in him.
0: Oh, he's got that dog in him. I don't think he has the that high end skill that you need to be a cup winning team. I think Ooh. he's he's one of those guys that's like Tavares. No, nah, Tavares isn't a great example. Just his position is, but he would be an incredible second line center. But I don't know, it's really hard to win if he's the best center you have on your team.
1: But who has he really had to play with?
0: He hasn't had a ton. He absolutely hasn't had a ton. But I, I still don't know if, you know...
1: Which is what blows my mind is how shit Detroit has been for the last bit. Like they went on a tear for years and years and then... What, what is it now, year five or five of the Iser plan there? And they've and they're, been
0: there for a bit, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of people just saying, "Trust the Yizar plan; it's going to work." Over the past five years, people are people are starting to ask questions. People are starting to wonder, "Hey, when are we going to start seeing real sustained success?"
1: Well, it's you know, you almost start to wonder, "Is Yizerman like?" And and obviously, it's like, will he? Well, no. Regardless of the team's success or failures, does he ever even get fired? Yeah, like, do, can they? Really just be like, hey, we're going to fire, you know, Stevie Y here. But, you know, he's been there for a bit. And they're they got to be starting to get that that urge to be like, fuck, we got to win now. Like, we got to start at least trying to push for the playoffs.
0: Well, you know what? I'll tell you I'll tell you what their biggest issue was this past year. And that's goaltending.
1: Goaltending. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm looking at their stats right now. Can you guess what goalie on their team? Had the highest save percentage, and what it was. Villejusso. Huso had the highest.
1: 8.96. Eight,
0: <laughs> it's an 8.96.
1: Is it actually? Yep. Holy shit.
0: Exactly correct. Wow. One point lower, uh, Nadelkovic had an 8.95. And I'm not sure how many games. In 17 games, Helberg had an 8.85. They had three goalies play more, 15 games or more and none of them had over an 890, 8.96. Like
1: that's... So now you say that, I'm almost starting to wonder. like, and, and this is a thought I'm literally just having now because I start to think, okay, so Nashville, you know, um, with that Ryan Johansson trade, I almost wonder maybe if you're Detroit, do you try packaging, say, the ninth overall pick and uh, maybe like a Philip Zadina to Nashville for UC Sorrows? That you know, Zadina still got value because of his potential and his draft position, and he just he he really hasn't made it work with Detroit. Um, but maybe you know, Nash will take a chance, and then the ninth overall pick,
0: yeah. And so, because uh, who's the GM over in? Over in Nashville, that's Barry Trotz, right? Big Barry. It is Barry Trotz. Big Barry. He loves to make moves. I mean, for, right before we started the show, he he traded uh Brian Johansson for for the rights to Kelchenya Like, and he loves to just swing for it and make moves. Well, and and he doesn't.
1: Mess you know, him. and for anybody wondering why why would Nashville trade UC Saros? Like, he's a phenomenal goalie. Because, they, because you can get so much back for him right now you're clearly kind of going through a a retool slash rebuild because barry trotz is going to build the team his way same as how even when he went to the islanders he was being like i want this guy and this guy like he wants his role players they play certain roles and they also still have askarov
0: that's that's the biggest reason it works because askarov (laughs) looks like he's going to be an absolute stud in the league
1: so you know, if you're Detroit, like
0: Saros's trade value has never been higher.
1: And I and I don't think I think if anything, it's gonna just cause Nashville's gonna be a worse team now. Yeah. And so Saros' trade value is gonna drop. So I wonder if you almost cash him while well, it's an all-time high. I mean you can find And Detroit like
0: that coming up, I I think
1: you got it. And if I'm Detroit, I would probably trade for Soros. And then you know, it sounds like the really wants to go to Detroit. So if you just say, hey, fuck it, maybe tough it out one more year in Ottawa, then after, then you can come here yeah. then. You can just walk your way right right here and be a part of the team rather than, you know, trading all this stuff for him. So. Yeah.
0: Or play there most of the year, and then maybe maybe the sends come crawling back at the deadline and say, ugh, fuck, fine, we'll take a second round pick for him, or something. Damn. Because it's not like they're going to need him in the in the postseason. Yeah.
1: So a lot, lot of interesting options for yeah. for De- Detroit there. Um,
0: those are both like very realistic options. I I could definitely see that. Soros one is really interesting with Askarov coming up. It's just yeah. kind of situations where you you got to go with the young guy who looks like he's going to be incredible. Like yeah. And they definitely probably don't want to trade Soros yet, but. I think if yeah. you want to maximize your value, you probably do it now. And with Trots just coming in, it's that's probably what he's going to yeah. do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like they, they shouldn't be like actively trying to trade him. But I feel like if you get an offer that's just so good, I don't think you can be like, nah, we don't. Yeah, like
0: they're bro. not in a position to say he's untouchable. Yeah, for sure. And rounding out the top ten, we got Gabe Perot.
1: Re- really? No, Matthew Wood or Barlow? Uh,
0: Wood is eleven and Barlow is twelve.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, wow, okay. And so number ten is the St. Louis Blues. I, you know, I don't know what St. Louis is going to do. I think they're kind of in a weird, weird spot yeah, now. Really they've, they've, spot. like they're. I think they're kind of, you know. I want to say rebuilding at this point now.
0: It feels like it, but they have, like, a weird... For a rebuilding team, they have a weird amount of talent. They have they have yeah. more than a handful of players that at least have decent value. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then, I mean, you've... And they've got, you know, some draft picks this year due to, you know, trading away um, Tarasenko, which I don't think they got a whole lot for Tarasenko, really. They got a good I haul for so. for O'Reilly though, yeah. Um, so they're they're kind of a weird one. I prob I kind of like. I don't even know what they would do. Like so I, I don't know what what yeah. direction they this draft really kind of decides for them. Are they going to try to?
0: They could turn it around, like retool, or next year, or they could.
1: Just full blow it up and, do, and blow it up like full rebuild. It's one of
0: those teams where you just have to wait and see. We yeah. haven't heard much on it, and we don't, it's hard to tell looking at it.
1: Um. So with the rankings there, who is the second defenseman? Was it Sandin? Uh,
0: Yeah, Axel like, Sandine Pelica.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then where did they have uh, Braden Jaeger? Uh,
0: he was one oh. of the other guys I wanted to talk about at 15.
1: 15. See, so I like that because right in there is... Nashville at 15 and Calgary at 16 and I like him on on both of those teams because obviously Calgary you know their center core is going to be kind of open there's going to be open spots to be filled over the next couple of years and then even Nashville now they're kind of you know I think they're they're trying to do that quick retool and I think with a quick retool Jaeger can kind of slide in um just as they're coming out of it and ready to start contending again. So yeah. that, that, that's a good spot for him, I think, to put him in there. I think he's a, even Pittsburgh at 14, I think is, he's a fine fit there.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't think he's going to be necessarily one of the be- best players in this draft, but I definitely think Braden Yeager has, has potential to be one of the, you know, even if he's drafted 15, 16, he could be, easily be one of the top 10 players in this draft to come out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys like I don't think he's going to be like a you know, at the end of the day I don't think he's going to have a top 5 career out of everybody. Um he could be like a Dylan But, but I think he he's he's is the type of guy that's going to have that longevity in his career. Mm. Like he's going to have a like a long good career. Um
0: good solid career.
1: Yeah. It's he just he just plays in such a smart way and it's honestly a really fun way to watch. So I'm kind of you know and i and I think having him on either Calgary or Nashville are both um exciting options,
0: yeah players like that can be so dangerous when they're when they play they like have that natural hockey i q and they play really well if they can put it together with their body and, you know at the right time, all of a sudden they can absolutely go off,
1: yeah, yeah, was well, there any other players you wanted to? i am touched on, like, I, there's so many, and. I'm just looking for so the its
0: first goalie um, to show up on his rankings here.
1: That's probably not to, like, the third round. I don't think there's a goalie really projected to go high in this draft. Uh, I think what I heard I got was like one third. or a
0: couple here, but it goes from the first round to other notable prospects. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not too. F- Sure, where where the first goalie would even fall, and and usually with yeah. goalies, maybe the first one to get taken is going to be a bit of a reach, but that's just because you don't want to risk not getting him. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it's so unpredictable to know where goalies are are going to go in, in drafts. So
0: yeah, it's got a couple of them listed here. You know, Gleb Ar- Art Art Satbanov, uh, Trey Augustine, uh, Patrick's Burzens. Like there's there's a couple of names in here, but I really don't know a ton about them. Yeah, this year doesn't have any goalies that are jumping yeah. off the page of people.
1: Yeah, you know, there's like, no like Askarov or there's Jesper Ballstead, like guys like that. Ballstead looks so. good. Yeah, I think that's kind of just, you know, kind of going through the top 10, talking about a couple of the teams in there. what What moves they might make.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of interesting things Detroit specifically. Also, you know, those were all really good. Look
1: at now no also no notab- notab- notable with Detroit is they do have the 17th overall pick. As well, that's the New York Islanders pick that went to Vancouver. It's part of the Bo Horvat trade and then to Detroit um, for Philip Hronik. So Detroit's also got the 17th overall pick that they can play around with if need be, so right. A lot a lot of, lot of interesting Scenarios there for him.
0: Yeah, that's that's some interesting stuff they got going on. It'll be it'll be neat to see if uh, Yastrzemski's got big plans for it, or if he's uh, just doing things in the moment that look good. Yeah,
1: I, I think I think you got to take a swing at at trying to bring in something of impact to the team. You know, and kind of show that not, not only the team but just the fan base. Like that's it's it's go time now. Yeah, you know, whatever your five or six of the guys plan, it's time to. To really go for it and make something happen, so. Right. But I guess we'll wait and see what happens there.
0: Yep, I guess we'll wrap this one up, and, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, right on.
0: All right. Well, everyone out there listening, have a good day.